Hey, it's Rocky again. Um, one other thing that we constantly forget to mention, and I really want to drive this home because, you know, engagement is a real big thing in the just digital landscape. I wanted to let everyone know that if you want to interact with us, leave us messages that we can then incorporate into the show. Um, you can always do that through the Anchor app because that is our current host for the podcast. So if you go to anchor.fm, you can get some more information there. You can download the app from there and um, you subscribe to the podcast through there if you want. And uh, it gives you the ability to actually like connect and leave a message and then we can listen to your messages and answer them on the podcast, incorporate them into the podcast, you know, little things like that. Additionally, Anchor now has listener support. So you, the listeners, can help your one of your favorite podcasts continue to grow and thrive and you know, just do the damn thing. So if you go through Anchor, which we kind of want to navigate more people in there because again, it'll add a level a level of interactivity into the show. So that's a, a thing I'm pushing for. And I constantly want to get, you know, just a quick mention of it in the episode and that doesn't always seem to happen. So I'm taking a moment to do it now. So check us out again, anchor.fm. Thanks. And we're back coming from Parts Unknown. Once again, these are Hose, Rocky, and Rick. This will be our uh, Thanksgiving episode of Survivor Series and War Games, the our food fight. Thanksgiving tradition of of talking about this. Um, so let's... <clears throat> I think we just hit an anniversary a few weeks ago. It's our Thanksgiving tradition. No, our anniversary would be talking about WrestleMania. That was our first show. Right, I'm confusing with the other podcast. Yeah. Our first show was the WrestleMania. No, no but that was recorded for the other podcast. When we did WrestleMania, my yeah, garage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? No, 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 no. We did it in the back room here where we talked no, about No, we did. Remember my gym? We did the WrestleMania one in the gym. We did another one because I have both dates. Whatever. We did one where we talked together at WrestleMania with Chris and stuff because he had seen it. Yeah. But, but our was... first one for this was in my the gym about that WrestleMania. Sure. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure. Don't think of that. Yeah. And then because we had the John Cena song and everything. That was like maybe second episode or something or the first one. I'll look at I'll look at. I think our calendar. first one was fucking WrestleMania. I'll look it up in my calendar because I know I made a, a, a thing for it. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so let's talk Tekker. Let's talk some NXT. Right, it's in March. Yeah, so it's got to be. It's, I think I think our first one was. Uh, it was the other podcast's anniversary. Then. It wasn't the Orlando was one, or was it the California one? Uh, I think it's the Terminator Daniel. one. Yeah, I think it's the Terminator one. Yeah, I think it was the I Sting so. one. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, we got. We, I've already because we're gonna try to go to the, the Orlando one, yeah, yeah. Um, we can we can buy tickets. Tickets are sale now. I don't remember. I don't know where it is. Where's WrestleMania this New year? York? Wait, I think it's in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's the Statue of Liberty thing. Yes, big ass. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Takeover. Four matches, great uh, stuff. Uh, obviously, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, if you didn't, you're a fucking weirdo, and I know you enjoyed it too because Takeovers are always fucking fire. Uh, it makes me also wonder. I think I was talking about it. Like, I think I questioned this in my head that if the chance, okay, let's say uh, when Triple H takes over, I mean, he, he he may not, you know, they may not give him the company. <laughs> the ultimate swerve. Yeah, I mean, it can't happen. Why the yeah. fuck not? It's fucking Vince's company, dude. Um, 
Do you think that they would change the wrestling style of WWE main roster to how NXT is? Because NXT is like a direct competition with it's the indie show for WWE yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's trying to get like an indie crowd because yeah. they do shit like when I was okay when I was watching the fucking well, like Gargano match it's a I'm like why can't they do shit like that well, you know, mid roster I, I think that it's it's like the perfect hybrid between the indies that are very like super wrestling fan heavy and like kind of fan servicey in that way and the main roster which is just like we're trying to serve everybody we're the McDonald's of wrestling you know so you get kind of McDonald's quality a lot of the time where it's just meant to appeal to all people well yes but they right? still don't so NXT, have the workery like I mean well some wrestlers do on the main roster right but but it's I'm saying the focus is more on entertainment it, like like the indies is, is getting I don't want to say like a gourmet steak or anything like that but like the can it can, right. Well, let's say it that let's put the analogy that way. Like so certain indies, people are go on higher levels when they're on indies. The indies are the, the indies is like farm to table shit that's like really specific and for a specific crowd and that kind of person, right? NXT is like going to like a high-end restaurant where it's just like you're getting this kind of catered meal thing by like a chef and everything, you know, and then WWE is, is McDonald's. No, WWE is like Fridays. Well, I'm I'm just saying McDonald's and it's ubiquity and uh, I get you. I was a just, billion served uh, kind of shit. I mean, I I know what it is for what it is because NXT is that let's get the people that like indies because it it is like right. an indie show. It does shit that you don't see in the main roster, like but fucking I think, crazy ass stuff. But I think they pepper in main roster ish things, just not like the best of it. Right? It's like the the Paul Heyman to the ECW worker, where it's just like you know hide the bad, highlight the good. This is NXT. Well, yeah, I mean they they do WWE stuff, but like the pay per views themselves, it it's night and day. When you yeah, whenever yeah, it's a takeover and the main roster thing, you always hear it's like, man, the main roster, those probably guys gotta like, you know, they gotta step it up, and they don't. Well, like, I think it's like it's a different style, and it's just. Well, I don't even think I don't even think it's uh, necessarily NXT because like I personally think that Evolution was much more of an NXT show than it was a main roster show if because it felt more like a house show than a main roster show right because it had main roster people but uh-huh. I thought it was really well done and executed you know and it didn't have all the pomp and circumstance they brought the lights down you let you know they let work rate shine more than uh than glitz and glamour right yeah. that way like Tony Storm and Yoshi I can have this like pretty technical match leading up to a thing that you wouldn't expect on the main roster like if and when both of them are on the main roster you're not getting that same match that match only lives in like the bubble of evolution yeah. same thing with NXT right you're getting these indie darling people along with some homegrown talent and the best presentation before they get you know kind of hoard out for everybody to to enjoy quote unquote much to the the detriment of you and I who like really like the specific NXT level shit yeah. Or like Shinsuke doesn't work now. Bobby Roode doesn't work now. You know, like those characters just suck on the main roster so badly, mm-hmm. you know, and it's because like that gimmick just doesn't get the chance to thrive. Oh, yeah. Or gets a chance to thrive in like the worst ways possible. Well, it's it's also like it's just You're making pee jokes backstage. AOPP, bro. Uh, it's you're in a lot of yeah. trouble. Oh, my God. No, it's also like so cringy. Okay. I mean, we're going to go back to this takeover thing, but like, I think there was a tweet one day that Cody said that to think that Triple H has like the say in NXT is is bullshit. But there's a, I don't know, man. It's 
a very different feeling in NXT than it is WWE. Even writing, like well, things I, pay themselves off logically in NXT. Yeah. Well, yes like, and no. Storylines more often than not. Yes, yes. storylines follow. Like if someone does something, there is a reason. Yeah. If someone does something in Raw, like we'll talk about in the Survivor Series. Fucking Ronda got her shit wrecked. Pilmanized her neck and bitch came out super happy and smiling on her own. Yeah, no, that was like weird. no neck brace. If that weird. happened on like NXT TV, wait, how did her neck get fucked up? She got pilmanized. Charlotte put oh, the chair on her. Just, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, stomped sorry. her fucking neck. Sorry, you're talking about in kayfabe. Oh yeah, I but thought in, you meant in real life. No, no, no. In in character story. Yeah, 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 yeah she yeah, got yeah. fucking destroyed, and on Monday she came yeah, out. Not even a piece nothing. of tape. If it was NXT, NXT has like logical stuff. It yeah. follows, and like people come out like, oh, I'm hurt, and that's why it's like I don't know how that. The person who lets shit slide or makes pee-pee jokes or urine and all this dumb shit, Vince. why doesn't it fucking permeate into NXT? Well, you I know, th- it's I think like, what it comes down to, right, that still works within the confines of the Cody tweet, but it's it's the notion that I think most people have at this point that Vince is not nearly as hands-on to NXT. He he more like he kind of glosses over and oversees things and and I think loans you know input and when he says that things have to happen a certain way they do but he's not there for the day-to-day operation whereas on raw and smackdown he's there yes at gorilla all the time well and all the writers go through him and they're not writing for the audience they're writing for him that's why you get that's why you yes. get dumbass fucking jokes that he likes because no one finds that fucking oh my god anyway oh um, well, no there's a segment of the audience that finds it funny we're just not that segment of the audience i mean these all jokes are written for for fucking vince anyway Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that still finds caca humor. I mean, I like some caca humor, but when it's funny, but like peeing on yourself, you're in trouble. Like, oh my God, what the fuck, dude? This isn't funny. But to him, ah, God damn it. That's fucking hysterical. It's like, oh, you know, if you, if you know who you're writing for and you want to get a fucking ahead in your job, job, yeah, sure. You know, dismemberment is a a thing that happens in business or whatever. And I was like, oh shit, slow the fuck down, dude. You don't say that. Especially now, you kind of making a joke that you went to a place where they dismembered someone. Anyway, um, so Isn't that uh, that's that's so- Stephanie, so- thing. the South Arabia, uh, South Arabic, uh, a consulate over in Turkey. I don't know. Um, so takeover. So that show is awesome, as per usual. Yeah, I've never like ever. Whenever I talk to someone, I'm not even like, gonna like front and be like, "Oh, it's okay." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when they have like a match that's all right, the show is still like. Like leagues above anything that ever happens on main roster. It, well, it's a joke to compare it to a main roster show now. And I and I talked to some guy. He came in my store and he's like, "Oh, you haven't even the WWE Network cards that are this price." I was like, "No, I don't have these." And I'm like, "Cause it was Sunday." I'm like, "Are you gonna try and watch Survivor Series?" He's like, "No, no, no. I gotta watch Takeover. I only caught the end match and I don't have it. And I saw it on like a Twitch stream, so I want to watch it." And I was like, "Good job, because Takeovers are always fucking awesome." And there's no reason. He's like, "Yeah, man." Uh, he's like, "I saw the end of War Games and stuff." So I'll I'll say this when I. God takeover. Uh, since we we're in the new house and I have the internet, uh, fucking. I think my my dad was streaming a 4K movie. He was watching Incredibles two, and yeah. that destroyed the internet. So I couldn't watch Takeover. So I was like, I was like, I'm gonna watch it at 10:30 because that's when it's gonna replay. And then it's like 10:30s rolling around, and I'm like, okay, turn back on the network. And then I turn it on, and it's and I'm like, okay, why aren't you playing? And then it plays, and then I just. I'm not paying attention because it's my elder monitor and all I hear is fucking Pete Dunn's music playing and I go, oh, this is the last match and this is the finish. They lost. <laughs> and I instantly close it like, God damn it, like super quick. And I was like, well, I know who won War Games. <laughs> I was like, man, I want it Undisputed to win. So then I came back and I got to watch year, bro. Oh, two years, man. Undisputed, bro. That'd be great. Two years. They're, they're two years, man. Undefe- undefeated in War Games. You cannot beat us. That's a cool thing. Um, 
anyway that was just a fun match okay. it was it was like dumb but dumb fun and so, better than the last year's match so uh <clears throat> that matt riddle match was there like it i was. thought it was but according to triple h so it started with the uh, matt riddle comes out uh he does a little promo. bro thing cuts a promo Tells uh, Cassius, you know, come out, you know, we're not supposed to wrestle here. We're supposed to wrestle on the next Wednesday. Uh, but we got two rings. He's like, I've got run ring, two rings. I'll beat you in both of them. Cassius calls him an idiot and he comes out and he gets in the ring. They ring that bell. And I think it's six seconds. Yeah. just knee He turns face. his back to him. Cassius charges him. And then he fucking flying knee and just knocks him out. That shit looked amazing. But Cassius sold it like he legit got knocked out. He kept like falling backwards and stuff. And that was awesome. Um, so Triple H said, I think on the call. Or on the after show, like they were asking him, on the he Facebook live stream. I think it was that. I know he said this about it that he didn't. He he said, "I'm a promoter. Promoters got to lie." And the only reason he didn't put it on the card is because that he said that if we did say he was on the card and, and he beat him in six, six seconds, seconds right. he would be upset because they'd want a Matt Riddle right, match. Right. But to let people not know that it's on the card right. and it shows up, the six second match is even better because it's like, oh shit, this guy just knocked him out. Right. Well, this was unscheduled. This yes. Is, so it's like, whoa. Even though you know it is because he's but, coming out with a microphone. But I thought, like, I told my buddy, I'm like, I thought it was on this. I even said on the podcast, I was like, oh, I guess it's not. And then I, and they said it's going to be on next week. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I got moved. And then it showed that and I was like, oh, why's Red? And I was like, man, did they put this on this thing? And then he beats him in six seconds. I was like, that's awesome. But if people knew it was going to be there yeah you'd, you'd, have a, you'd have a level of expectation that wouldn't be uh, satisfied by exactly. what you get and then you're like oh, i'm so pissed off yeah because you would be, be like man it sucks i didn't get to see it i mean it's cool but i wanted the fucking mean guy match well, it, it becomes a like this much hype brock lesnar match and then he squashes a guy in no time at all and you're like eh, that was a waste that was of that, my that, time that was the japan one the beats and knees but i knew he'd squash whoever the fuck it was wasn't like xavier woods or fucking kofi, kofi. Yeah, and it's like why is this happening yeah. um glorified half show but uh i mean triple H is right he's like i'm a promoter i lie and it, it made it better anyway and yeah, triple like, H yeah. is good about that kind of shit but he's like that's my job uh so that was a really cool match i mean six seconds i mean it'll build to something Actually, more cage match has it at seven seconds. seven seconds okay uh after that was the real thing it was the women's match um but it's two out of three falls which I completely forgot that it was. I didn't know it was at all. I knew it was, it. and then I forgot because when she choked, I was like, "Oh shit, this is over! What the yeah, fuck?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I was too." I was God like, "Damn it! What happened?" And then they're like, first fall." And, and I was like, "Awarded to Shayna Baszler." I was like, "Oh yeah, it's two oh. out of three. Um, I thought it was a good match. Uh, they just have good matches together. They do. I love Shayna. I, I love really Angry do. Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. Well, Kyrie's the best foil for Shayna because Shayna throws her around, and Kyrie's always since she's so small, she looks yeah, like yeah. oh, I'm in need and I need help and stuff. But she's super resilient at the same time and can um, sell a like a comeback really, really well. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to be doing uh, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir with Shayna Baszler, three horsewomen against uh, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, and Kyrie. I really feel that um, I was. Not to jump too far. I away. like the end sequence, but I was I was really hoping, really hoping at the end of Survivor Series that there'd be a nod to the Shayna and Marina and Jasmine Duke. Like that would be the perfect place for that to happen. You know what I mean? Just to like sew in the idea, because like you have like this this character being presented as a babyface and these three heels, and like what could bring them together in a you know somewhat reasonable fashion. And I thought that that was a good place to do it. Oh, like when to come out? Well, yeah, like I didn't want to jump into Survivor Series per se, but just, you know, alluding to the fact that when we get there, that that was the thing I was hoping would happen and it didn't. And I thought it'd be good timing. I mean, maybe a little bit too early to like pull the trigger on it, but to start getting the 
just the notion of a four horsewomen of MMA, like regardless of where they are and character storylines that, you know, they, they still kind of converge around each other one way or the other. Well, I like the, um, the, what the fuck is Dakota Kai kicked her in the fucking face. It she, like she did so well. Uh, <laughs> Duke was just like, here, eat this boot. Uh, I like how this is the way that you bring uh, Io Shirai out, yeah. from, like the main roster. I forgot well, what I was listening. The main NXT, roster. yeah, main NXT. Like, yeah, I forgot what I was listening to because I was like, oh, you know, I thought about Jasmine Duke and Shafir uh, uh, showing up, Marina, and I was like, Maria. oh yeah, yeah, Maria, uh, Marina showing up, and I was like, oh yeah, they can introduce. You know, also this is completely off topic. Well, kind of, Mako Sanamora signed to WWE too, didn't really. Know According to like when Brian uh, Alvarez was watching it, they were talking about like this would be a prime time for Mako to show up too. Fuck, out I of think here. she is. So that's what that's where I heard it. They thought that Mako and Io would show up and it'd be like the three Japanese girls like fighting. I mean, Dakota Kai, it's understandable she's fought Shayna, so why not? I mean, the she's got her shit the, rocked multiple times. That, therein her. lies the problem with Dakota Kai is that like she's been she she is kind of like the Dolph Ziggler currently, where like Ziggy would just get beat up by everybody until now that he's a heel, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like. I have a hard time suspending my disbelief when like the the reinforced storyline to me as a fan has been like, you know, Dakota guy has a bunch of heart, but she can't like get the job done. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, eh, you, you, she already looks like the weak link there, which makes me sad because I think she's really good. I'm trying to see if she is signed Mako Satomura. I think mm-hmm. she is. But anyway, um, but it's 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 good having EO there and stuff so they can bring her out. Uh, well, I'm just I, maybe she wasn't. I don't know. I'm trying to find it. It'd be crazy, you know. But that would be the three Japanese girls that all mm-hmm. just like fucking wreck face. Uh, I will say, okay, I like the ending sequence. Uh, I thought that whole thing where uh, EO does that de- uh, that Shayna does that suplex out to the ring, but mm-hmm. then uh, EO uh, Kyrie turns into the DDT on the apron, mm-hmm. and then she lands out there, and the girls are out there, and then she does the fucking diving elbow. This is the second pinfall onto all of them. Right. Rolls her in and does it again. I thought that was really cool. And then when all the interference happened, all the girls came out. EO also did the best fucking moonsault ever. Yeah, I think it was oh man. And then Maro called it as what it was. I forgot the Japanese name. Yeah, I forget too. Uh, it's something, and then he said the moonsault, and he said it at the top of his lungs as if like, Michael Cole, this is not an Asai moonsault, here you fucking go. <laughs> and I cracked up. But she hit that beautiful moonsault, like perfect. Uh, and then I kind of thought the end sequence was really cool with her doing the diving elbow. Uh, the insane elbow, and yeah. then she just catches I, it I knew, into the. I knew fucking... that she was going to get caught though. Like I've seen enough uh, Shayna Baszler Kyrie same matches at this point to know that elbow isn't gonna land. She's gonna catch her and put her. She rolled right into that side, and that thing was awesome as fuck. Um, but I love Shayna. I think Shayna's an awesome fucking bad guy bully. But it's cool. I guess. I mean, I don't know if Duke and Marina are like ready to go against like three girls that know how to really fucking wrestle. I mean, they, when we saw them live, they were all right. I mean, they're hyper green. I think Jasmine Duke was way better than Marina. Uh, but you know, oh, she also got more time in though because she's probably way better yeah. in the end. Uh, but uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. But now we get Io Shirai is going to be there and Dakota, and they'll be like the three girls fighting them, uh, which will probably be for... Does Roy Rumble have a, a takeover show? I think Rumble does, right? I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, because it's one of the big four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one will be at WrestleMania. Uh, so it's overall a good match. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, like I, I, I liked it. I mean, I think out of all the matches, not the weakest, but I think it'd be it's the lower of all, of all the ones that happened, maybe, I would say. 
on the show. Like that of the four matches, only four fucking matches. Mm-hmm. So next match was the fucking Alistair Black Gargano match. Holy fucking shit! This match was, was incredible. Amazing. This was incredible. The end <laughs> sequence, though, like the fact that it was just like Reversal City. Yeah, was great. Okay, so Gargano and Gargano. both characters looked amazing. Like as far as like the characters went, like there was like no flaws to the characterization as, as it pertained to this. Match. Okay, well, okay, so yeah, Gargano is a heel, but he's that weird Bayface that thinks he's doing good. Right, right, He's right, a right, fucking right. heel. Oh, uh, the true the heel that, that thinks he's that. doing the good guy, and he was. He's all smiles, looking at the audience, like "Hey!" And that big fat guy with the sign, Gargano, you know, Mister Takeover. Gargano it's take, like, yeah. "Hey, Johnny Takeover." Johnny Takeover. You know, there's the new shirts to say that he came out in a Punisher vest too, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he wearing that? Yeah, the, with the Punisher logos yeah, and yeah. stuff. Uh, wasn't he the last Takeover? He was Captain America, right? I think he was. That was the one against Champa when they did the when he got cuffed. Yeah, 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 yeah. the last man standing. I think he was Cap. Yeah, he was the yeah, yeah, he was, one. He was. Yeah. No, I thought he was World War II Cap. I thought he was I the regular first Avengers Cap. First Avengers. I thought he was the regular store with the fucking straps. The not Winter Soldier. It is Winter Soldier. That was the strap ones. The one with the weird. Uh, but that's Commander Rogers. Here he looked like to me classic. I, like, I have to see it. I know he was one of the caps, and this one he's just the Punisher logo on his vest, um, which is interesting because he's the Punisher. You know, he's that that hero that trenches that that mm. gray line. <laughs> uh, l- two years. Sorry. Yeah, last year was TakeOver San Antonio, and then the year before, uh, la- that was two years ago, last year was to TakeOver Philly, I'm sorry, this year was TakeOver Philly, last year was San Antonio, so there's not like a set place for it. No, well, I think they, weren't they in New York twice already? Because the first big oh, no, TakeOver. These are the January pay-per-views, or NXT oh, TakeOver. Oh, coming up, oh, San yeah, Antonio yeah. and Philly. Oh, no, it, it's always going to go wherever the big shows are. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, like, SummerSlam was New the York. The Rumble yeah. was them. Uh, yeah. Uh, but take over Brooklyn. They're they're going to be at four. Oh, that was me. That is you. That's Obviously. You um. So, <clears throat> so this match was incredible. Uh, I think all the sequences were fucking great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I think there was that that spinning knee. There's just such great characters. So many knees. So many flying knees. There was that uh moment. What was this towards the end where Gargano runs out? It was the lead up to the final sequence. Gargano does the dive and then Alistair does the yeah, jumping knee to his fucking face. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I think there's the great moment that, uh, what was it? Gargano knocks him out. He's going to do his running knee. The, uh, and the, then Alistair sits down and yells at him to fucking give him yeah. his best goddamn shot. I thought shot. it was going to be the DIY. The It was the DIY thing. Okay, yeah, it was the he knee. Was he was going to like, charge. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was going to do the charge thing. Uh, and then he told him to give him his best shot. And yeah, that's ducks. when instead he pulls down the pad and he's just like, all right, fine. Yeah, and he ducks. Um, what else happened in that match? There was a lot that fucking happened. To me, the end sequence was the best. Just that... That first black mask that looked like kicked his fucking head off. Those black masks, man, yeah. Amazing. That shit, that looks... I don't know how he gets that stuff so close. Yeah, I know. That first one looked like it it like legit rocked him. Like it just. Well, done. it looked like it could have fucking it, snapped his neck. It fucking cocked him, and, and then the, he caught him and lifted it up again. And he said, "I absolve your sins." And then he did the no, next, which one. was the most like ridiculous, <laughs> best thing ever. Yeah, and then he just hit him with that second one. That shit was like, oh my god. And when he hit him with the first one, I went, oh my god. Yeah. yeah and the second one, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, the, I think the first one, what what made it best was it was on hard cam, so you just see the whole thing. The second one, they got a little bit more fancy with it. Yeah, it was the it was the up close shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Gargano got knocked out. But Gargano. Just like falling, like forehead into Astro Black's chest was amazing. I forgot like, what all led into so the, good. What led into the first one? Wasn't it Gargano did the Gargano he gonna, escape? Was it or was it when he had his head like on his boot and he picked them up? That's after he did the first one. 
He cocked him and then he caught him, I think. No, no, no. I'm saying where Gargano had Alistair Black's face in his boot, like picking him up to kick him in the, in the head. Wasn't that misses. like early in the match? I it could have been. I don't remember. There was I know he does that. that happened. That's at the beginning where he's all like, ha, ha, ha. 18 minute like, match, bro. Yeah. I think that was like, that's one of those strong style, like fucking Japanese matches. That shit was ridiculous. Like everything they did. I love Johnny's such a great, like he's an incredible wrestler. And it's to say a lot, like, I know I he was very good before, but, like, when he was just the no-name dude... Not I'd the say he dude. must be, like, the Shawn Michaels of this whole thing, where he just works with everybody, he looks amazing, he makes other people look amazing. He does. And he has, like, this kind of really well-defined skill set as a... He sells well, he attacks well with intensity, he does good character work, like, he's a really good all-around character. Yeah. Kind of the way Ciampa is, but in the on the super heel side of the whole thing. Yes, it's just they're both so good. It's the same thing with uh, you know, and don't front Alistair Black like that guy was fucking incredible too. Hey man, I'm not fronting him, okay? <laughs> I'm not, but I just I don't think he's at their level yet. He's like just below it, man. I think just, he's because I mean he has the presence. He has like everything about him. Like even his in ring, he doesn't say a lot. Yeah, but I he think, has that face. Like he just has intensity. I think the character though, and when like, he hits, it looks like he fucking hits you. Dude. Yeah, 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 for sure. I th- I just think from the the one thing that I would say is just slightly lacking is on the character side because that character is very. One note, but he makes that one note work. Like it's I, like how Roman's right. just intense. Like he's supposed to be right. like intense. Yeah, but uh, to well, me Alistair, that counts against Roman. It does, you and I mean? think Alistair, even though he's intense, he doesn't say a lot. But his face, like when he gets upset oh, yeah, during yeah, that yeah. match, he was just fucking. But like, it's the Undertaker effect, right? Because that's what he's kind of the analog to to Alistair Black currently in NXT is the Undertaker, where the Undertaker looks phenomenal, works phenomenal, but then as soon as you try to inject any character, it falls apart. Uh huh. You know, you get like the Lord of Darkness or you get the, the, the ministry or then you do a weird switch to American Badass. And then like you just can't really like it just doesn't fit to me all the time. You know, like I'll enjoy it for what it is, but I don't think it's well executed. It's just because I have this affection for The Undertaker as a performer and overall that I can kind of be more accepting of these like mm, sort of flimsy characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the potential trap of an Alistair Black. But I think he cuts good promos and I think he's incredibly intimidating when he does it and it feels very real. And then the physicality makes it feel that much more real. But I think Gargano and Ciampa edge him out in that not only do you get all those same things uh, from also smaller looking guys. So like, well, Oscar's not a big dude. No, but he's, he's bigger not than a, them. A taller wise. He's not like, no, he's not more fit or anything. No, he's an in shape. They're guy, pretty but slender guys. Uh, Gargano is just like fucking muscle, man. Like, I think so is Chambo. I mean, we yeah. saw him live. Like he didn't look like big and intimidating, no. but he looked like somebody you have to fuck with. Uh, so I think if if Alistair Black can develop that a little bit more, at least to me, uh-huh. then he's for sure on that level. Like there's no other deficiencies as far as a performer goes. I don't know if it'll hold up on the main roster. Well, that's the thing. I think Argano Champa can hold up stronger on the main roster, even if they throw bullshit at him. Well, I think Alistair can hold up on the roster because he has well, he's got things that main roster lies in entrance, awesome music. Like he has like the look when he comes in. You know, he's got like Oh shit, the presence. Yeah, you yeah. know, and he's gonna kick your fucking head off. And that'd be like, oh shit, and that looks crazy. Right. But give him okay, so give But him, I mean, I feel like he's gonna get misused on the main roster. Give him some of the some of the dialogue that has been given to he, other like characters similar to that. Yeah. Bray and, and, it's, and Undertaker. It's not me. gonna be like I don't think he can salvage it. I think he can do the best he can with it, but I don't think he can save it and turn it around. No, like you know what I mean? The dialogue in the game is dumb darkness shit. Right. And but I think, him as the 
character yeah, yeah, would yeah. work. Like he's an imposing dude. That, but I think if you give that same that the, the the worst version of the kind of characters that Gargano or Champa can get kind of pigeonholed into, though I think they can find a way to make it work a little bit easier because they're more robust as characters in mm-hmm. general and as performers. Whereas Astro Black, unfortunately, it becomes a one note thing that if you if you misuse that one note, it's going to turn sour real fast. Yeah. And I think there's more diversity to Gargano and Champa. He's going to be dark dude. Yeah, he is gonna be dark, dude. I mean, he's got he's got everything that you love on the main roster. He's got an entrance. He's got oh, yeah, shit that yeah. people get behind. He should be amazing. But I mean, look at Nakamura. He should be amazing. <laughs> and well, I think his best match was just on Survivor Series just now for a long time. That's a very good match. It, well, the last one was the AJ, the final AJ one where yeah. he was like, "Come on!" Ah, and he just kicked in the nuts and got destroyed That's out there. Hilarious. That was a great match. <laughs> he fucking beat him through the table. Anyway, Alistair Black Gargano match, fucking incredible. Those two black masses nuts as fuck and it's crazy because it's, it's making me trying to think like what are they going to do because I assume now it'll probably be a three way for the title because you'd figure Gargano's whole Gargano's whole purpose is he's the one that has to take the belt off Ciampa like and that's what he wants I mean that's what he wants that's why he kept the belt yeah, on Ciampa yeah, yeah. that's what it needs it's like Batman's got to be the one that yeah, takes yeah, Joker that, this is my nemesis you know? I will beat him yes and I, I will no matter what I'm going to make him have the belt so I can take it from him but he got a shit kicked and obviously, and I really thought he was going to win. I was like, oh, you know, they'll build it so they can have Gargano against Chava. I didn't so, think so. I thought it was like the, because that's their I whole story. I was he would win. I, was, I thought I that was their whole story. Um, but they'll probably make it a three-way. I would assume it's got to be something. Going back to the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Uh, you know, it's somehow Johnny weasels the fuck in. Uh, but Alistair, those Black Maxes, I don't know how you kick so close. And that shit looks like it connects. That first one, that spin, it's just Johnny like flies to the side. I was like, oh my God. No, and I know that like, I'm, you know, sorry, Matt Striker, but I know it's a leg slap, but fuck does it. Like, sounds like a shotgun going up. It's like. It sounds <laughs> amazing. Yeah, because he does it the moment and he spins so fast and that guy's face just, goom. One of the other people flies. in WWE that I think is great that you, I, you wouldn't think it with that specific element of it is Mandy Rose and Herney. <laughs> it's actually really good for somebody that new. Mandy. Super soft everything. The room just get that much softer lighting, and uh, somebody put Vaseline on this non-existent camera. <laughs> That's me touching it. Oh shit! No, <laughs> no I'm not watching, so I'm jacking off. <laughs> so she's very attractive. She's very attractive. All right, so next match: Champa versus Velveteen Dream. It's a very good match. That's a very good match. I mean, we saw it. We saw like this match, our version of this match. And that was good. This is excellent. This is way better. Well, it's also okay. Um, I know we said it before, and I've, we probably talked about. It. I don't know if we said other thing. Velveteen Dream, uh, the Dream is is very, very, very good. He's still he's still got things, but it just goes to show that if he's putting with someone that's incredible, like excellent, he can get carried to a fucking great match. I don't even think he's carried. I mean, there's a uh, well, yeah. Uh, his match with EC3 wasn't anything spectacular. No, no, no. I know. I yeah. think and EC3. Is not incredible in the ring. He's just good. And so that showed that, hey, Velveteen is still kind of, he's still good. I mean, the dude's 22. Well, like, yeah, think, he's got a lot to yeah, go. I think know? he does, I think he does his fair share. I think somebody really good will make him look great. Yes. I think he can put on a pretty good match himself, but nothing like out of this world. I don't think he's necessarily carried. I think he is elevated, though, by working against somebody like Champa. Well, it was the Champa one, the Alistair Black one. That was the real yeah. first one. That was Basically, like, oh, everything minus EC3. Yeah, because him against EC3, it's like it shows that, well, EC3A is nothing like Champa or Alistair Black. But well, I mean, he's also a better foil. And there he was kind of the de facto baby face. Yeah, I mean, but EC3 is just a big jack dude. 
that's awesome on promos and he's got a cool character and everything. But in the ring, he's just, you know, he's right. just a slow well, plotting big guy. Right. A lot of his stuff is character based. Yes. And you're not going to out character Velveteen Dream. No. Because he's a way bigger character that draws that much more. Attention. And in the ring, there's a lot of stuff that's like, yeah. well, you don't have someone who's like these guys. And you're not, I mean, you're still learning. You're 22 and you've got, you've got a lot of time. So it kind of shows. Yeah. But uh, this match was fucking nuts. This was another so crazy Hollywood one. Hogan looks was- oh, the Hollywood Hogan thing was great. He comes out in the Hollywood Hogan pants with his eyes on the back, just like Hogan had. Uh, did it say dream on his ass? Or just said Hollywood? the eyes. Yeah. I think it was the front that said dream. Um, God, where can I begin in that match? I the lightning boots. Yeah, it was the lightning boots. So. See, I don't even remember moments. I just remember. I remember moments in it, like the stupid, crazy shit that happened. Like, the ending sequence was fucking retarded. There was the moment that they got outside in the ring with Ciampa and him were on the tables, yeah. and Ciampa throws the shit at Morrow, and he tells him to call, the, call, call it right. But that's when that's when he threw that. That's when Velting got up and did that rolling DVD on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he did the diving elbow onto him and stuff outside, I think, on the ring. That's when he rolled and he missed, and he fucking hit the floor. That was fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God, you're going to kill yourself. But for me, it's more about, like, they kept trying to do the, um, the, what's that called? The Draving DDT. Like, he mm-hmm. tried to pull it off. Yeah. And then he did the Project Shop, which I thought that was it. I was like, oh, you're done. Like, that's yeah, it. And that's he kicked out. Uh, he I, I was surprised by a lot of the kickouts in that match. Yeah, man. But they felt earned. He so, kicked out like, of the Purple Rainmaker, and uh, he kicked out of the fucking Project Champa thing. Well. Yeah. That was good. It was very good. Uh, it finished with him doing the Draving DDT in the middle, on the metal between the two rings. I kind of, w- I've A, thought that was the main event. <laughs> Oh, really? No, War Games, man. I got to bring that cage down. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't thinking about it. Like, I was just enjoying the matches, and it was like a nice ramp-up, because uh-huh. like, Shayna was good, Gargano was good, and this just felt like a really good payoff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, the mood just shifts when War Games happens. Like, that match is slow. Well, it's a long time. They went for, I think, 30 some minutes. 45. 47 minutes. 47, 47 minutes, minutes, yeah. yeah. The last That's what I'm saying, though. That match changes the dynamic of the show a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just wanted it to end on a really good high note. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Everything else has to still, like, this is almost an hour left of this show because there's this match left. And I was like, ah, oh, this is so good. Like, it could have ended right here and I would have been pleased. Um, Even though it was only, at that time, four matches counting Matt Riddle. Before the War Games So what was it in the moments besides the uh, rolling DVD? I think they did one off the top rope. Didn't he do a fucking rolling DVD on the top rope? I don't remember, man. I just remember the experience. <laughs> I know he did the fucking form. He did the leg drops. He did yeah. the... He oh, did, he was doing Hogan shit yeah, the whole night. but he finally he pulled it off on point. And he um, hit the figure four uh, at some point after the Hogan leg drop. Yeah, he did the figure four. Doing a lot of calls to the audience. Um, I think it was a very good match. Excellent Call match. Call me up, Hogan. <laughs> yeah, Call me up, Hogan. Excellent fucking match. Um, I don't know which one is better. Like, this one was crazy moments. Well, the Oscar Black Argano one was, I don't know, that that was... I don't know, they're kind of tied for me. Because of that same thing. Like, it's hard to pick a favorite because they're very different. You know? I kind of, to me, I think I'm leaning more to the Gargano Oscar Black. Like, that felt like... I mean, okay, the Velveteen Dream Chomp match was a big... Like, it felt, like, really big. But in the back of my head, I knew Velteen would never beat Ciampa. Like, I didn't... There were moments that I was like, oh, shit! Like, people, like... Because they wanted him to win, so the crowd was fucking going crazy. You know, yeah. they wanted it. But, I, I like, as I knew, Dream would never beat Ciampa. Well, and, for me, it's it's different. It's... Uh, that one told a story, 
Whereas the other one was a better, I think, technical wrestling match. I think the girl one told the story too. What was the story? I don't know. Just like fucking. I mean, the story. Well, rather, okay, maybe the story told was more simplistic, which is those Gargano trying to prove that he's like the hero. Yes, and Alistair like took everything. It was, I don't know. There was just like and then his, and the Alistair was just a revenge side. Yeah, but that's it, right? Whereas the dream one is just about like a kind of uh, Champa's grasp on Goldie, like his his not wanting to ever let it go, and then Velveteen Dreams like build as a character of just like will he achieve the ultimate prize and you know he went from a heel to a face like like it was nothing it's because the alistair black match no hey it was nothing like but i'm saying the character transition happened so smoothly where he got over and they just made him a baby face effectively yeah uh so i don't know i feel like they're they just do two separate things so like to me they're kind of they cancel each other on they're like they're just both good they're both my favorite that's a very good match um then we had war games so, uh, War Games started with Kyle I missed, like, the first everything of this match. Well, when did you come in? Uh, or how'd you miss it? Like, would you leave your house? Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't get anything to reload while I was, like, out. So I was just like, well, whatever. When I get back, I'll just watch it. And then I tried to re, I tried to unpause it and just get it to play from where I had paused. Mm-hmm. And it just loaded the live loop. And I was like, well, whatever. Or the live cast. I was like, whatever. I'll just watch from here forward. But I saw it when. It was before Bobby Fish came in. So, like, there was already, like, six people. The one before the last one. Yeah, yeah, there was, like, six people in the ring at that point. It started with Adam Cole. But at this point, at that point, I was like, whatever. I'm not missing much other than just spots. It's Well, it started with Adam Cole and uh, fucking Ricochet. It's very good. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then next was uh, Kyle O'Reilly came in because the heels had the advantage. Uh, then after Kyle, they, I mean, they were going multiple on fucking Ricochet, destroying him. After Kyle, they opened up the faces, and uh, what's his name? Pete Dunne was going to go out, but the War Raiders uh, pushed him back. Mm-hmm. Kind of had a look on his face, which I, I kind of thought was going to play into match, because I thought Pete Dunne and War Raiders would have a big at mm-hmm. odds, because they kept pushing him back, and he kept getting upset. Uh, first was uh, Hanson uh, came in, the big beard one. Uh, and he, them and uh, fucking Ricochet went roughshod and he'd like threw people around. He did a lot of destruction stuff. Then we had um, Roddy. Roddy Strong. Roddy's fucking incredible. He went in. The whole team is just. Well, okay. Fantastic. Cole's very good. He's he's very good. I'm saying he's incredible unit, on the mic. They yeah, work yeah. really, really well. Bobby's very good. Kyle is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. And Roddy is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Um, Roddy came in. You I didn't think see Roddy that is the best of them yes. as far as diversity goes. I think him and Kyle. Well, Kyle's Kyle. fucking incredible. Well, because, but Kyle is like more in that, like, you know, Chris Benoit ish kind of like, he's, I'm just going to beat you down. Well, yeah. I mean, him on the fucking light heavyweight back when he was against Kushida yeah. and shit, that shit was ridiculous. But I, I like, I like Roddy more because of like all the suplexing and the this. Like he can get really physical and aggressive and, and can apply like. Roddy has a crazy holds. intensity. Yeah. And, but he also has like, like crazy moves where I feel like Kyle is more strikes and holds. Yeah. And, and here I get strikes, holds and like moves. You know what I mean? Like those Roddy running knees are just like. <sighs> Or yeah. jumping these, whatever. They're just gnarly looking, and I love it. Um, but uh, you, you didn't see him coming as a house of fire? He fucking uh, back broke everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Fucking ridiculous. No, but I mean, I've seen it. I know, but he did it to everyone, dude. It's just he awesome to watch. He did it last year also. He did it, to, he did it to Ray Rowe. I mean, not Ray Rowe. Hanson. He did it to fucking Ricochet. He did the Olympic Slam at the end because he does that. He does that awesome suplex into the fucking lung blower yeah. thing. He did, I think... Well, he did to the first person. I think it was to Ricochet. 
Yeah, it was Ricochet. He did like one backbreaker and then kept him and spun him into another one. It was just awesome nice. to watch. Um, and then the final one, uh, then it was Ray Rowe came out and then they, they went crazy because it was the two big war Raiders just destroying everyone, which was fucking awesome. Uh, they did the awesome, I think during that time they did the awesome spot where they did, uh, not Fallout, the weird heart attack move that they do, where he holds him up and then he, uh, Hanson fucking springboarded yeah, off the does. rope and did the fucking diving clothesline on it, uh, which is the heart attack, really. Um, then, um, yeah, Bobby comes out. The big thing is Bobby goes to the, the face cage to Pete Dunn. He calls him off. He reaches in, tries to get Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn grabs his fingers and does the mm-hmm. crank in his fingers. Then he slams Pete Dunn's face in the, the uh, bars. Yeah, see, I saw all of this. Yeah, he gets the I've key, throws it, throws oh, no, it. He adds his own lock. Yeah, yeah adds, adds his, his own lock. lock. The best is like, whatever the ref's uh, right there from CZW is like, my key doesn't work. Obviously, it's the other lock. You know, <laughs> the, the most frustrating thing from a storytelling standpoint <laughs> is that that happened. And then the refs do nothing for yeah, five minutes. And then he's like, man, I managed to get some ball cutters. Yeah, dude, you should have gotten those a long time ago. But it's weird, too, because they present it like Pete Dunn's going to either bust through the cage or he's going to, like, find a way. And then he doesn't. Shark cage. They just, they just open him out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he gets out. He gets out and then he throws a million plunder pieces in there. Well, okay, I'm sorry. When Bobby shows up, he pulls those uh, chairs out. Yeah, yeah. Those chairs. Brand the fucking chairs, bro. Undisputed on it. I like, uh, the, I like how they subtly added strong. Well, okay. You are CFO. Yes. And then strong. When I was waiting for you at NXT, uh, Chris pointed that out. He's like, he's like, he went up to the shirt. And he's like, you see all the letters and they're strong. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I didn't notice the S. Oh, like, I noticed but it right it's been, away. Cause I'm like, why is this line here? Yeah. It's like, been oh, since they added S. him. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the best thing is it's, it's kind of funny to think that they all stood around and spray painted these chairs, but the one that are in like Come branded, on, they got a PA to do branded their own <laughs> fucking undisputed era shit. Uh, they went to town on that stuff. Uh, and then Pete Dunn finally gets out and then he throws in all the random shit. The rest of the furniture then available. The match starts becoming war games and just becomes like a fucking super spot fest. A hardcore match. Like it just yeah, becomes apparently. weapons. Like it becomes fucking lethal lockdown from TNA. It's a cage with fucking weapons. Uh, which isn't bad. But they do yeah. a lot of crazy shit. Is it like the Asylum of Horrors or some shit? No, it's lethal lockdown. That's the... Mm. You talking about the Dean Ambrose match? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. There's a TNA match, like old TNA, that was something similar also. Well, like, that's Monster's lockdown, Ball. But there was, there was another. No, there was a... It's a Raven match. Okay. Like one of those special Raven matches. Oh. I only know... Leave Lockdown's the cage match with the weapons. And then Monster's Ball is the cage match with fucking Abyss with all his crazy mm. shit. No, no, no. This was like one of those Raven-themed matches. I just forget what it's called. I think CM Punk did one when he was in TNA. Um, so, uh, man, I forgot the final spot, but there was the, they had that, that double suplex in unison that, uh, Pete Dunn and, uh, I think Ray Road did on each corner. Oh yeah. Yeah. They had that thing. They had that, the, the massive stacked superplex. That was ridiculous. The, Tower, made, Doom the one. Tower Doom one. Yeah. The massive Tower. Well, it wasn't in the corner. It was on the ropes. Yeah. It was yeah. from the side of the cage. The big one. They had those awesome. They had the tables with the crazy war raiders slamming them through it. Uh, I think the craziest spot. So Ricochet's on the top of the cage. Adam Cole's there, and obviously Adam Cole's trying to knock Ricochet off because one of the rules is if someone flees from the cage, your team is is just forfeits the match. He's trying to knock him off. They get him down, which and makes then- more sense than last year's bullshit. Where it's just like Adam Cole climbs the cage for no reason because just like so disqualified. Yeah, the high spot. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet does the fucking double moonsault. I mean, that's the best thing you can call it because it was. It was a fucking 
It was two moonsaults. He just fucking moonsaulted and did it twice. Well, two flippies. And well, but it was, I mean, it was the fucking moonsault. The thing was, he could have died because there was no way of rotating yourself, knowing how much you'd rotate to land on that. Like, if those guys weren't there, that's it. Like, his neck. Even no, with those. He, he hit heel first. Even, well, I mean, even he, with those he guys. He landed like Charlotte level <sighs> from was, the top of the cage. Yeah, he was going. Yeah, on like, the second revolution, like, he, I mean, they, they break his fall because he would have landed back first, actually. But, like, his feet kind of hit the ground and then he falls back. Because like, it looks like even with them there, like he doesn't he, plant he could have solid. still just, like, fucking broken his neck. I mean, possibly. But yeah. he doesn't land, like, flush, but he lands to a point where, like, all you have to do is kind of a flat back. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're at that part of the rotation. I, I was paying attention during the replay because I was like, yo, how crazy was this? Because that was like, I'm going to die if you guys aren't here to catch me. But they, like, he overclocked. He did. He hit like their head, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's why I was like, "Oh God, you're gonna die, dude!" By the way, uh, the Raven match is called a uh, Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. That was the Raven. That's match. kind of funny that's thing. The, yeah. Uh, so in the end, uh, Pete Dunne hits the he hits an Xplex, uh, and then Ricochet does his shooting star press, and then they both pin him. Pete Dunne's amazing. Uh, Pete Dunne's awesome. I mean, it was great. <laughs> Um, so they the the faces come out on top. Yeah, I was going for the undisputed era because I mean they're two the best years in a row, baby. They they're the best, but I mean Pete Dunne is just awesome. I mean I like Ricochet, I like the War Raiders. Pete Dunne is my favorite of that team. Mm-hmm. And then they had that little standoff at the end on top of the cage, uh, UK champ versus uh, North. Well, because that match was uh, dis- interrupted interrupted by Adam Cole. Yeah, I like that. I like the whole thing. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, Survivor Series. No oh, boy. So we can forget about the pre-show because that's not real. Doesn't count. <laughs> six and one. Not real. Six and one. Six and one. Six and one. Six and oh, baby. Six Clean and one. Sweep. Clean sweep. Call out Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, okay. So first match was the women's Survivor Series match, if I recall. Uh, it was okay. I, I, I fucking know, hate Naya. Yeah. Boot out the goddamn building and then face I hate taking that breaker. shit into a fucking gimmick. God damn it. God damn it. You know, a fucking woman who destroys the main event gets fucking. But oh, the argument can still be made. Pushes or in did the world, she dude. incidentally elevate that main event to be now being the main event of WrestleMania? I mean, she could, but even still, I mean, Becky's gone. Like, that's a happy accident. You know what I mean? Because Becky, like, had they stripped the title from Becky, then I'd be like, fuck. I'd be in, like, crisis mode. But she's still the champion. She is. We'll see. And she can do kind of whatever. They just have to now e- extend the story for a little bit. But now that Charlotte's a heel, who cares? <laughs> uh, okay. So the, the first match was all right. I mean, it ended with fucking weird-ass Naya pushing Sasha off so she could be the one that pins... Uh, it's funny that they, fucking they like to do that though. I big know, guys. I, I know. It's funny that what's big her people. name gets knocked out instantly. Uh, uh, Uso's wife, Naomi. Naomi. Oh, so sad. I was like, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, she Most was the captain, wasn't she? And person, I was like, yeah. what the fuck does that matter? You know, yeah. you're on. And then Carmella pins you, Tamina, and then <laughs> it's just, I mean, super weird. All weird. I mean, Sasha versus uh, Oscar was really cool, and then they had this stupid like swerve. Haha! I got to be the woman that's got to win, and yeah. then I, and I then, really hate that people beat Oscar so easily, man. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they're trying to get Nia more monster heat by having her do <laughs> fucking leg drops constantly, and then Simone drop Oscar and she wins. It was, it was, it was good. It wasn't a piece of shit like they used to be a long time ago, but yeah, uh, it was all right. That still leaves a lot to be desired. Yes. Especially with like such, I think it's also the fact that these have no build whatsoever, and then with the like last minute replacements with the rewrite, well, and Natalia so that thing, that last minute Natalia thing happened on the pre show, and they never yeah, yeah. drew anything to it on the main show. Like yeah. I was like, wait a second, why are they here? I even thought that 
Well, and I, I think he brought Twitter. it up like really quickly. He's like, oh yeah, they beat her in the back. I had seen it on Twitter and, and I had to Mandy look for too. the video on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the Mandy thing at least makes sense though because of the Charlotte thing. Yeah, Charlotte. You know, but yeah, it was all very strange. Yeah. What was the next match? The Nakamura one? Uh, yeah. Seth Rollins, Nakamura. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I like it. It starts low. It builds up to it. I think the end stuff is very good. Like the yeah. Nakamura knees stuff and everything. I think it was really good. I think the whole Seth's like, I mean, Seth's always on point. Yes. And I think, I think Seth really was like, let's do this. They had good stuff. Like him and Nakamura were, you yeah. know, first time wrestling. And I thought I, was- like the match didn't jump out at me. Like in hindsight, there's nothing that I'm like, Oh, that was so, f- that was so good. Like but it was, stuff. it was very solid, like incredibly solid. Yeah. It, it built up. It felt like a new Japan match where it slowly yeah. amped itself. into. But that. like a new Japan match, a little bit forgettable to me. Like there, there was no like really key moments or key character things or key anything. It was just like really well crafted. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, the end sequence is really where it shined. He like, he went for the second knee, he caught Sean, Sean, Seth in the back of the head, which I thought was awesome. He went to the pin, Seth kicks out. They do. He goes for another one. Seth rolls into it. And I think Nakamura slips and then he fucking curb stomps him. And I thought it was a really cool little moment of thing. I thought it was really nice. So now we're at 2-0. No. It's going to be 6-0. I know, I know. I just like to let it build. <laughs> then the next match was the tag uh, title match. Oh, the PP match. Title. This the is when Enzo was in deep trouble. Yeah. So Enzo was seen on the match beforehand in the knockout. That wig and that white hoodie. I only saw him in the wig and the white hoodie <laughs> on the Twitter picture. But if you actually watch the match, he's moving around and peeking out. Like, yeah, he's being yeah. hyper obvious, and I didn't know about that, obviously, because no one knew about that. People thought it was Enzo, like, yo, I think it's Enzo, and there were Twitter pictures of it. And then that motherfucker, he, Enzo's there, he pops out during the entrance, and he, if you watch all the footage, yeah, he's trying to do his fucking entrance That's thing. Chant, yeah. The woman, the security guard that took him down was the same security guard that wouldn't let Gronk out on WrestleMania. So, which was very funny. That whole Gronk versus Ginger thing. He wouldn't let Yeah, yeah I remember. Um, <clears throat> they're like, she's part of the show. He's part of the show. And then he got taken out uh, and he was barred from the show and from WWE events. And there was a picture of him at the arena. So he couldn't back uh, come from uh, the Raw show. And it was so much that Raw was checking people. Like someone came with a mask and they had to make him pull off the mask to make sure that. But uh, yeah, and then I sent you that picture of Liv saying um, b- b- embarrassing. <laughs> I I love Liv Morgan on Twitter. Uh, well, you know your ex thinks you're a fucking idiot, so. Um, and she's also like very young to think that you, a much older man, are the idiot. Um, but because that just, of that Enzo that shit, no one paid attention to this match. It wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, it could have been if people paid attention because then you'd get the crowd. But it was just like I was trying to watch what. Oh, well, I was texting Enzo? you the whole time, yeah, and I was like, "What's happening with Enzo?" <laughs> like, because he just fucked everything up. Um, but the match was whatever. The real key is that in the end, Drake Maverick's out there. Uh, Big Show grabs him, starts to choke him. Uh, Drake is obviously ring apron. Yeah, Drake is obviously manipulating something in his pants to make him look like he's pissing. Uh, he finally does. It takes a few moments. He's peeing. I was like, what the fuck? They zoomed in on it. The real shitty thing is, not to pee, it's the fucking dumbass team of Cesaro and Sheamus had to come and look and stare. They deserve to lose. AOP fucking beats the guys that are distracted by piss. And the best, I don't know if you've seen the picture of Twitter, it's them all looking, and behind him is that that ref, that black guy, and he's like, what? And it says white people over his head, like, what the fuck? And it nice. zoomed in on him, it's like, fucking white people. Like, come on. <laughs> but they deserve it. But it does, like, it's the dumbest thing. It was so cringy, and then they brought it up again on Monday Raw, and it's like, oh my god. AOPP, like, the, like these guys are gonna get fucking destroyed now. 
Like, it's like, all right, there goes that. Uh, what was the next match? Uh, hold on, sorry. It is uh, the Cruiserweight title match. Which is very good. Amazing match. But, I mean, I, I expected no less from these two. The, every match that they've had is really good. Uh, Mustafa Lee kills him fucking self. Yeah, no. uh, I mean, the crowd was... It was weird. The crowd was dead, like, in the beginning of it. It really picked up when they did that running, standing Spanish fly. Yeah, 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 until the announce table. Or off no, the announce off the table. table. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, shit. There was that 205 chant, and then this is awesome, which is crazy. That's the first ever. That was the only this is awesome it, chant on the show, I think. It's funny, because I was listening to uh, the, the Edge and Christian podcast, and they had Shawn Michaels on. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, like, when he's talking to his class in NXT or whatever, he was like, sometimes, or maybe it was that, maybe something else, but I was listening to, but sometimes when the crowd is chanting you, this is awesome. They're like, they're not chanting it at you guys or this. It's just like a pre-programmed response. Like in this case, I felt it accurate, but sometimes it's just a pre-programmed response to be like, this spot was awesome or this moment was awesome. Doesn't doesn't mean that this match is actually awesome all the time. Very rarely does it actually. It just means like, we really like this spot. Yeah. But that match was pretty goddamn good. It was very good. This guy killed themselves for it. And they're very... It sucks that these guys are stuck in fucking purgatory. I like that. Like, people that are this incredible. And they're stuck in purgatory. Like, Buddy Murphy's very good. He is. Um, Surprising, Mustafa Ali's fucking incredible. They used to shit on him week to week. Yeah, Dubstep Cowboys. He Uh, still has that music, though. Grand Metalik is still awesome. And now he's in this dumbass Lucha House Party gimmick. They have pinatas, bro. And it's so sad. Grand Metalik is probably one of the best wrestlers in that fucking company. Yeah, no, he's really diverse. And... You know, seeing him from New Japan, El, I was say El Dorado. What the fuck Mascara was his name? Dorada. That guy was fucking nuts. Probably yeah. one of the best wrestlers in the world. And now he's just, he's just there. He's and not, he was like, super he's not the underrated. king of the fucking ropes, bro. He was super underrated in New Japan. He, was, he only yeah. came in for like certain things and do whatever, but he always put on an amazing match with whomever it was. And, and now it's just like Tron. It's him flexing on all this. With that, with that whip crack <laughs> uh, very good but Mustafa Ali retained it uh, bless you um, next oh, Bunny I Murphy s- retained it uh, Bunny Murphy retained it next I assume was the uh, the men's the men's uh, Survivor, Survivor Series. Series match which I, go ahead bro I don't even know I don't even know what to do with this uh, Joe getting knocked down in like two seconds in his hometown is fucking ridiculous I, I got no words for that. That's, that's where my incredulity. Joey Headknocker, bro. I don't know why the fuck he gets knocked out in like two seconds. I mean, the the rumor I love Drew, I but online, like holy shit, him getting the rumor I was reading online is that Joe kind of did it as a favor because he's still injured from something, right? And well, he was probably his foot injury. Then he had that weird thing. Maybe. Oh no, that was, that was yeah. No, wasn't it a knee injury in the most? A long time ago, it was the foot, and that's why he did the voiceover on the Voltron show because he was out for a while. And then he came back with the AJ thing. I have no idea what he's injured. <laughs> so, I mean, or that he's like still recovering from an injury. So he wasn't going to be working a lot, but he got a pay a payday for showing up and just being like, boop, one bump, all done, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, he put him in that croquette clutch and then I think. He, yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm saying. Like, then he, he took did the, the fucking Claymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love Drew, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just sad that it was just done. Yeah. Especially when Shane McMahon was still there. <laughs> he's, the be- he's the best in the world, bro. <laughs> he won the World Cup to determine the best in the world. Yes, he did. Got the crown jewel. Um, so then you had Ray uh, eliminating Finn. They had a good stuff. The crowd went crazy when they both got in the ring they, together. They, that was that was really Finn cool had that watch. slippery spot on t-shirts. Get rid of t-shirts. Don't need them. They fuck up, and we already know whose hey, team bl- is on. He blamed the shoes, bro. Did you see him put that anime gif of him constantly slipping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just like I'm never wearing these boots again. Yeah, well, it's also he fucking slipped that shirt. Like you see him go, wee. Let's uh, crush his Miz's face with that shit. Then uh, Shane eliminates Ziggy. Zigman. And then Braun just goes nuts. 
Ron eliminates Ray and, and Jeff and Jeff and Miz and Miz does that fucking okay so let's talk about Shane fucking dying for no apparent reason coast to coast or the uh, everything the first it's the elbow to the table yeah. Miz tells him to do it Miz tells him let's do the coast to coast he does the coast to coast on and Dolph close on well no first he gets Dolph no I know I know pins him and then he's like do it again baby and Shane's like I don't want to do it. and he's like go you know what Miz is WWE the actual company and he's yelling at Shane he's his dad just fucking do it again god damn it I'd do it and Shane's going up and he's going to do it and he does it and then fucking Strowman just Strowman clotheslines him out of the air I mean, I mean look, last it's still year, better than when Roman almost killed him last well, year well last year he got fucking speared out of the air which was awesome yeah but he, he landed like shit yeah yeah he got a concussion oh my god um so, let's speak about concussions in a moment so um so yeah <laughs> so that happened uh, and then who is it? And then just yeah, Braun just destroyed everyone. Yeah, and then Baron turns on Braun. Yeah, at the end, and then they all turn on him and they fuck yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was better than last year's. I'll tell you that. Where it just upset me, all the new guys get destroyed, and it's just all the old uh, fucking people. I mean, Randy yeah. and Triple H. I don't fucking, care about these matches. If I'm being perfectly well, they don't honest, matter with to anything. If there was something on the right, line, right, I'd but care. that's that's the thing. I don't I don't care about the weird mix of characters that they throw in there. There's no consequences because they won't see each other until next year when Raw and SmackDown go head to head. Yeah. Uh. So like, there's just. I don't care. Nobody puts on the best performance because it's a fucking 10-man tag match. So it's just like, eh, you're just getting a match. So, like, by and large, I was paying attention, but not that much attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just kind of waiting to hear elevated voices, and then I had to pay Okay. You know, so that was that. The next match, on the other hand, I was in for. Yeah, the Ronda Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very good. Until the end. You didn't like the end? It just, it felt cheap. Because it came out of nowhere. I love the ending sequence. The I, I, why a kendo the, stick? I like the post match beatdown. And I I like the post match beatdown, but I didn't understand how you got from point A to point B. That felt like real incongruous to what was happening. Oh, prior I don't know. She didn't even explain it on SmackDown. I don't think she just said she just did it for Becky, bro. She just wanted to be the baddest woman. It's just her destroying Ronda. That was all it was. I guess. I mean, Ronda took a fucking beating, dude. Ronda was busted in the mouth. Arms and yeah. I think there was an awesome spot where Ronda goes into Ronda mode. She's getting psyched him. She turns around and then Charlotte just fucking spears Spears her out of the the blue. Shit! She's running to her and just boom. Great. And that thing was one of the best looking spears I've ever seen. Uh huh. Uh, Charlotte just destroys her. Kendo stick gets her beats with the chair. Refs come. She beats the refs up. She's got these crisscross what crisscross welts on her. She's bleeding from her head. She does the fucking natural selection on the chair. Pillmanizes her neck. I mean, it took forever for her to get the chair, and it looked kind of fucking funny. I, I like that when they recut the video on Raw and SmackDown. It was just like oh, it's seamless. In, oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, yeah she just gets the chair, I and all of a sudden she the, did it the right way. Yeah, it took a bit. I was like, huh. I was like, oh, this oh Charlotte, you're not used to these chairs. Yeah. Um. Get but yeah, I mean, her destroying her was really cool. I mean, that was awesome. Awesome thing. It. I don't know what it's gonna. Man. I don't know what it's gonna lead up to, because they didn't talk about it. The Royal Rumble. I mean, I'd guess. Yeah, that's where it's going to be. But it, she didn't talk about it. Neither of them did. I mean, she just said she destroyed Ronda. I did it for Becky. And that's it. Yeah. And, and then Ronda was just, was just like, like I'm not no selling wounds, man. Oh, that fucking upset me. <laughs> um, crowd booed her. I don't know why the crowd booed Ronda. Like even like know. Meltzer was like, I have no idea. Because this is like her. L.A. loves her in UFC. Yeah. Um, no one knows why. I think the only reason they booed her is they would probably boot her because Becky. of Becky. Yeah. That'd be the only reason. It wasn't because it's like there a lot Ronda. of Becky Channing, man. Of course, even on Raw when Ron, yeah. Ron was trying to talk and they just chatted. But obviously, yes. But that'd be the only reason. That's why I thought they booed her. Yeah, I know? didn't get that either. But thank you, Charlotte. It's the same thing because Ronda Becky should have done this. Yeah. But that's it. It's not like they don't like her. It's whatever. 
Oh. I mean, she got some cheers on Raw, and then they quickly kind of like yeah, were, and then you had the Becky overtaken Chance. by Booze and, Je- and Becky Chance, and then um, the I think fucking awesome match, the Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar match. It was awesome. I was fucking awesome. You don't understand though that first release German. I was like, oh god, he oh him. yeah. Even he Paul Heyman was like, was holding his hand <laughs> over his mouth for like ten minutes, just staring Heyman at it. Selly or Corpsey or whatever you want to call it was just like. Oh my god, he's dead. Yeah, he killed him, man. If you if you watch after and that's every, why I saw he he changed to overhead belly to well, bellies at that after point. every after that every German was just he re, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was he realized it was I can't whip this guy because I can it was just like well, let's I mean, just do like regulars 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 yes um I didn't like I didn't like that I, I mean I liked that right out the gate it's boom drop kick or whatever right to the leg and but then it just became like the Brock decimation I mean well after antics right after Kevin okay. Owens level antics well outside, it was it was heel Brian. Also doing like making fun of his dance, yeah. doing his thing. <laughs> I feel like because you know how the heel term seemed to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel that heel Brian is the only one that could really face Brock Lesnar and and feel credible to a well, degree. He was he can be untethered. He wasn't heel Brian. This thing he was only heel in the beginning. When he's fighting back, he was just babyface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm saying, I'm baby. saying, like the the kind of mocking him, the kind of getting in his head. Oh yeah, and yeah, like yeah. coming out of the gate, just fucking drop kicking the shit out of his leg. Like those are all heel things. You know what I mean? And then like obviously when you get to like a certain level of aggression, like you know, baby faces have to modulate so it doesn't look too heelish. Yeah. And I think if you're already a heel character, who you know, kind of like the Gargano thing is like is a heel, but also is just like I'm doing it for me. Like fuck you guys. Yeah. You know. Uh, he can get away with that. I think a babyface, Daniel Bryan, like a pure babyface against Brock Lesnar, that match is not nearly as entertaining or as as like dynamic from a character perspective. I assume this may have been the same match he's always wanted to do because he said he's been he's been planning this for like ever. So who the fuck? Knows? Also, Brock willing to work with him was hey, he's good. I mean, look, I'll tell you this, and I know some people don't like Brock. My buddy doesn't like Chris. Doesn't like Brock. His matches are all the same. I know you said it. But when Brock wants to work, he puts yeah, yeah, on a yeah. very, very good match. Well, they become uh, very dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And Brock can sell. And when he sells, he looks like he's fucking destroyed. It's interesting because I was listening to the new or the newest talk is Jericho mm-hmm. from this week. Uh, and the, he was doing a, maybe last week he was doing a Survivor Series preview. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how when Brock was working Dean mm-hmm. at that mania. Was yeah, it? as a mania, the weapons match. Yeah, that, uh, you know, if Brock wants to work with you, then he'll talk about it in the back. Like before the match, mm-hmm. but if he just says we'll figure it out out, out there, he's not gonna do shit. And I mean that that match was fucking the, the words from Jericho because that's what happened to Dean Ambrose. He was just like we'll figure it out there, we'll talk out there. And I mean you saw the match that we got, it was, <laughs> it was yeah. atrocious. So here he must a have a lot of respect for Daniel Bryan, and b you know just well you gotta be look willing at, to work it exactly and look at it like I know. Uh, with the AJ match, he sold his leg after the match is over. Yeah, that, that says a lot. He also did it for Brian too. He yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah. in pain after the thing, and it shows a lot. Um, but yeah, he was decimating Brian. I really thought I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's it. He's just gonna lose. It was like whatever, yeah. man. It's fucking Brock. You I, know? I was hoping that like this is a false sense of security thing, and then when it was, I was like, oh, yeah, he pulled him up God. on two, and then he set him for the F five, and then Brian slipped out, and then it was just go time. Uh, I will say, I love the moment that he was Germaning him. He's doing all the German suplexes, and people started chanting same old shit, and Brock howled with laughter. 
laughter. He just laughed at it and grinned at them. And Brock is the best goddamn heel because that was the best moment. People chanting same old shit and he just looked at him and just went, ha, and just started cracking up. Well, he's just like, you're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it was just like, whatever, dude, this is what I do. And it's like, yeah, man, what the fuck, bro? That was such a great thing to say. It's okay. like, yeah, why would you not, man? That was damn and then he did that suplex and he started chanting that shit. Yeah, he started telling the crowd what to chant. It was great. It was like, yeah, man, fuck you, dude. I'm the Incredible Hulk. You ain't gonna fight me. Yeah. Um, say some. Yeah, exactly. And then saying same old shit. It's like, whatever, man. I do it. It works. <laughs> Let's fucking destroy this guy. And then Brian went to town. He fucking yeah. slipped out of the F5, the second one. And he he started doing all the submission moves on him, which I thought were When great. he reversed them back into the clutch. Oh, that was awesome. I was just like, oh my God, is this going to end the way I don't expect it to yeah. end? He, didn't he put him in the F5 and then he slipped out into like a fucking... Well, into a yes lock, wasn't it? Or but I know that he, he slipped out yes into one. Twice. He slipped out into one of them into like just a, a you know like a crossface. I think yes, once or twice, and I was just like, but that one was just you know after already an F five, and he was gonna pick him up for a second one. That's when he slips out. That's after right, he right, pinned right. him and he lifts him up at two. Right. Uh, Which I is know like he, toward the end of the match already. That's when Brian goes on full offense, and yeah. then he does the running knee strike to him. And he starts sending him all wobble. He gets him out of the ring. Yeah. He does the one on the apron, the knee strike out there and stuff. He goes really crazy. Uh, I love Daniel Bryan. He does that uh, that fucking the fucking curb stomp a million times to Brock's head, which is fucking awesome. And then he gets him in the yes lock. Brock looks like he's gonna fucking tap. Yeah, which yeah, I thought yeah, I was like, yeah. oh shit, they're gonna let him win. And I, I kind of thought well, they he were. left his arm dangling out there. He's like, no, 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 and then dangles, and then is like teasing and then because uh, I, I thought that they were gonna clean like not clean suit but this was it and this was the one match that smacked him right? i know i thought so, i yeah. thought i was like oh shit they're gonna fucking brian's gonna go to town and he gets it and then brock breaks the fucking hole and daniel does those fucking hook punches to him and puts that shit back i was like this is fucking awesome but then brian does the dumbest move ever you don't put someone that's bigger than you in a triangle hold a right. triangle choke yeah and then he lifts him up and fucking fives him and that's that but it was a much great match and then like laying brian just like he's just grinning he's just hey and it's it's it it was awesome uh it was fucking it doesn't matter brock won just like with the aj thing it's it was a fucking awesome match like and brock i mean brock is still one of the best heels and when he sells he's awesome when he looks like he's taking damage like he stumbles everywhere. He yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. he's like fucking. Yeah, he's oh shit! Yeah, he gets rocked. It just like how he puts it on. And Brian went full tilt. Like he was going like a yeah. mile a minute. Like he was going nuts. And it was great. And like if this is the match that Brian always envisioned in his head against Brock Lesnar, it was fucking really good. Yeah, match. I'm totally in for. Yeah, another one potentially, but not for a while. Well, you'll probably never see it. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but it's great. It's probably fine. I mean, I like that they're giving him his dream matches slowly but surely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what Nakamura was the next one, but Nakamura he already had a match like, in Nakamura. Oh, that's right, he did. They had on SmackDown, it was very good, and then it got interrupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. but it was a good but match. We so need far. a good one, like a good knock. But we're gonna have like now him against AJ again, like serious, like pay per view yeah. ones, and heal uh, Brian and stuff. Uh, I mean, those there was what like three matches on the card that were really good. I liked it. Two hundred five one. No, oh, yeah, the main event and the Seth. female match. Yeah, the Seth. Oh, four matches then. Seth two hundred five, and then the two title matches. Not the two titles, but the, the women's and the men's, and the men's titles. Very good. Yeah, I like those it. are good stuff. It, so it made it an overall good show because just three matches out of that were just uh, like whatever. The men's one was cool, but it wasn't anything spectacular. No, they're just they're always fluff to me. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Takeover's awesome. Survivor Series was good. Like like I said, the four, four shows made it a thumbs up. Yeah, it's better I, than a lot of the other WWE pay-per-views. Still, to me, not as good as Evolution. Well, yeah. That's a different beast entirely. 
Um, anyway, Raw was a piece of shit. Don't watch it. It was the fucking atrocious television I've ever I seen saw in my a lot life. Of it. I didn't see Ruby Wright and Eddie, but it who was cares? Atrocious television. And then SmackDown was also atrocious. The yeah, thing that's right? worth it was the Daniel Bryan segment. And like Shane, like I guess they're not going to do anything because it's a Thanksgiving show. He made that tweet like things got to change, and I'm going to talk about what happened. And he didn't. He just him and Miz had that weird tag match, and Miz lost. And that was that. And then they had the food oh, yeah, fight match. It ended with Randy and Ray. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, Randy ripping off Ray's mask. What's Randy's the viper. Thing? But really, the thing is, Daniel is showing that he's a fucking psychopath. With his, like, you know, fucking fight for your dreams and you can get whatever you want, dude. Uh, so it's cool. We'll get uh, evil Brian versus AJ, you know? So they'll probably be very good matches. Uh, did you see the AJ 365 thing? No. It was very good. Talked yeah, about him wrestling with an actual. It was after as far as yeah, no, I know, I know, I saw the thing, but mine froze as like the WWE card was coming up, and mm-hmm. then I was having trouble getting it back. It Watch it, it's good. I mean, all the three sixty fives are really good. Yeah, the Kevin yeah. Owens one was good, and then I saw the Chronicle, the the fucking Dean Ambrose, which is weird because it's filmed like it's kayfabe, and also that it's not. Oh really? Yes, because it's about him coming back from the injury, and he talks about stuff, but then he's also in character while he mm-hmm. talks about it, like, fucking, I don't know, every, this whole show about Raw is making fun of me, and I feel like I want to snap, and no one believes me, and it's like, I'm like, wait a second, this is him in character? And, like, he turns on Seth, and goes to that, and he's like, yeah, you thought it, and, like, it's like him being himself, but then in character also in the show. So I think it's like a TV show that's you're filming. Like if you are filming like Undertaker and he's like the Undertaker, not Mark Callis. Yeah. Calloway. Mark Calloway. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the Chronicle thing is about Dean Ambrose, the character. While 365 is the real life of the man. Yes. (laughs) So interesting. Um, just last bits. Uh, I saw my Twitter or the parts of known Twitter go nuts with this David Arquette thing bleeding from the neck situation. Oh uh, yeah, he at the Joey Janela's I think uh it wasn't spring break or whatever just happened. No, it's uh bu- 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 Yeah, Joey Janela's something. Was it? Yes. Okay. It's where Marcos Dunn also blew destroyed his fucking legs his ankles too. Um, but yeah, David Arquette was having a death match against Nick Gage for the GCW title. Uh, Nick Gage had him like there was a light tube spot and he picked up the glass like he was going to cut his forehead. So he had him in a hold from behind him. But David Arquette kind of looked up and like so he kind of freaked out and then he got fucking his neck got sliced open. So David holds his neck. and He's bleeding everywhere. And then he kind of lays down for Nick. Nick doesn't pin him. So David kind of gets up hyper upset and he fucking attacks David, uh, Nick Gage. Nick Gage does like a weird like arm drag and like a judo takedown and then he pins him. And then David doesn't sell it, gets up and just fucking runs out. But before that, he once he gets his neck sliced, he leaves the ring like he's walking out like he's uh-huh. like, I got to go to the back. But then he comes back in. He's like, let me just get pinned. And then he he kind of bumps and pins. But then Nick Gage doesn't. And then they do the whole situation and then he leaves, he runs out and he fucking curses his head off at Nick Gage and he leaves. And then he put out the tweet that he said, you know, um, I'm not upset at Nick or the wrestling thing. I never will do a deathmatch thing. You know, I respect all wrestlers Why and stuff because he wanted to try it. Like he wanted to do it, but Why he deathmatch because he wanted to do it. But he said he was what happened was because he got scared. And so he fucked up. He caused a problem for yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. It was a fight or flight. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, this is not them. Those guys are great. You know, I respect everything they do. Negage, the company, all that stuff. It's 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 my fault, not theirs. And he's like, but I'll never do a match match again. They're not for me. But he will wrestle again. And then, yeah, that's that's what happened. You can watch the footage. It's fucking like, yeah, he just, he kind of throws a fit because he's like, fucking my neck sliced open. Yeah, and he's trying to leave. 
he's bleeding where he got a bunch of stitches That's in crazy. his neck. I'm trying to load a video of it, um, but it's not loading. Uh, and then there was homie that got that concrete brick like smashed behind the, on the back of his head in Mexico. That I don't know. All right, and uh, I'll read you a quick thing from Sheet. Uh, it says the wrestler. Well, this is an update actually. Uh, it says wrestler undergoes surgery to remove blood clot after concrete block to head. It says uh, the wrestler who was hospitalized in Mexico on Monday after being hit in the head with a concrete block has undergone successful surgery to remove a blood clot from his brain. As we previously reported, Cuervo, a wrestler from Puerto Rico who was competing in Mexico, got knocked unconscious after a wrestler named Angelo Demonio threw a concrete block at his head from above slash behind. The wrestler was immediately hospitalized afterwards. But yeah. Due to the uh, due to this incident, Angelo Demonio has been suspended indefinitely by the Boxing and Wrestling Commission of Mexico. They are also seeking to find out why the promoters had an extreme wrestling match when it was prohibited. And then there's like video attached. See if that shit loads. But um, it was a crazy indie wrestling uh, weekend. Mm. Oh, and then the actual Braun Strowman injury, the angle that yeah, happened he's got on Monday. Bone spurs. That elbow injury. Ugh. That shit sucks. At least it's not a broken face, according to WWE. Shatterface. Oh yeah, sorry. Same same diff at this point. Broken face, shatter face. Your your uh, tear duct cries blood. Yeah, that's all that matters. Uh, and then you wanted to get in your elite wrestling. I would get talk about that next week because it's really not going to go anywhere. Like it's, right. it's not- the only update is apparently the reported uh, Jr. and Jericho involvement has been overblown. That's yeah, well they're downplaying. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But without a TV deal, nothing can happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's about that. And I'll wrap this episode up. Once again, it's your host Rocky and Rick. Catch you next week. Wrap it up. Later. Stay safe.